Johnson, Happy Wine Therapy Wednesday. I'm coming to you today on this special Wednesday, catered to our brothers, catered to the men. Um, I just want the men out there to know, since you've been asking so much for this segment of wine therapy, that mental health is very important to our men as well. Like, we want you to have a safe space. We want you to be able to understand that therapy is important not only for women, but for men as well. And therapy for men can and, is, and women can be done in so many different ways. You find a professional, seek uh, a professional, talk to them about it. But also look at a therapeutic stance as far as riding a bike, going to the gym, doing these certain things that kind of have let you have that outlet to process whatever's going on. You know, think about your life. Think about the challenges that you as a man face every day. Women, you know, we can't understand a man fully, but men understand men. So having this platform today and having um, this show, which is the Gentleman's Lounge. It's the Gentleman's Lounge. It's called a mental check-in. We want our brothers to start checking in with each other, checking in on your mental health, checking in about, you know, how you doing, how you feeling. The same way I say all the time, the first thing and the only thing you could possibly do that's bigger than anything is ask how are you we need to do that to our brothers right so y'all been asking for this me and you are safe here with wine therapy you are welcome this is my platform to let you in and say hey we accept all and we want you to take this serious i'm very passionate about therapy and i'm pa passionate about my brothers getting therapy okay men you are the highest when it comes to suicidal rates you know i specialize in suicide so i'm definitely here to cater to you all as well as my ladies okay so I hope y'all enjoy. Here it is. You've been asking for it. It is uh, season one, episode nine, the Gentleman's Lounge Mental Check-In. All right. Hope to see y'all soon. All right. Thank you, Dr. Marissa Johnson, for that lovely introduction. We really appreciate your platform. Shout out to Wine Therapy. Uh, shout out to uh, LB Johnson's Therapeutics. We really appreciate this time and this platform to have these conversations that a lot of people have been asking you about and some that we have already been having on our own. Um, this is not scripted. This is men of legacy, you know, for one night only, uh, all around the world right now, everybody's able to see us together. Um, this is the organization, just a little bit about who we are. Uh, uh, it was an organization that was created back in 2000. Y'all had to help me with that, 2012, 2013 um and it started off as an initiative and it actually started with all of these guys that are on here it started with these guys it was six guys that uh or well, seven that started and uh i think we with the exception of a couple that's not here right now but we appreciate the love and respect but men and legacy was a, a, a organization that was founded on lincoln university of missouri's campus um and we've continued our relationship over the years we haven't all been in one room together except for my birthday recently um where not all of us were still there but majority of us was and I, every time we're together is a good time but we wanted to get all the men together and just get different perspectives on uh mental health and therapy the first thing first before we move forward anywhere i need to know we don't have a wine of the day today um because you know not everybody drinks wine not a lot of men are in it, but I did. Uh, Marissa wanted every man to pretty much pull out your favorite cigar, pull out your whiskey. So I want to know what you sipping on. So we're going to start with you, Kyler. What you got over there? What you sipping on? What you what you smoking on, man? I'm sipping on a little Duce right now, and I ain't got it lit, but I'm smoking me a Cuba. All right. London, 
what you got over there man you look you look like you outside man so i know you you, you got it a nice cigar yeah, so uh i got me some tribunal red wine you know i only drink wine on the weekdays and okay so you got smoking wine. a yeah smoking a cl you know Nice, smooth smoke. Out here like LeBron, I only drink wine on a weekday. Orion, <laughs> right. you got anything over there? You know, I'm just sipping some slight red wine on a uh, a Monday evening. So it, you, know, you know, it's actually simple. pretty cool. It's pretty cool, you know, to see a couple men drinking wine because some it is a, a thing that, you know, a lot of men don't drink wine. Uh, that's why she opened it pretty much to see what you guys wanted to do. Um, who else got wine? Anybody got wine? Anybody else? What you what you sipping on, Cisco? Terrence Brown. Well, I'm sipping on a Jeff City finest, um, good old St. James Red Velvet. And then as a chaser, you know, I have a chaser. That's a slight, slight bit of douce. Okay. Slight. I don't I can't show you my cup because you know I, I just moved. I don't know so, nobody. I, <laughs> I don't know nobody that that uh uh chases wine with do say what do say i only wild. chase alcohol with alcohol is this, is this a wild night for you boy is this not a week <laughs> marcel what what you uh what you, you got work tomorrow like that right. uh, 8 a.m every day now i got that mcallen 12. uh it's one of my favorite scotch whiskeys uh, so that's what i'm sipping on all right uh, occasionally i may switch to the woodford as well too um, occasionally as in today occasionally or you just hey man is this an advertising or what you know what i'm supposed to tell you <laughs> hey, the whole bottle in there <laughs> hey, they paid them man then i got my jack daniels in the back so i may just go back and forth with, with those three uh his stomach gonna be over with <laughs> right Bush. uh i got some uh some 1738 remy mark Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice look. That was, a, that was a that was a good time, man. Uh, bags. What up, though? Are you sipping on anything or smoking on anything? I gotta keep my lungs fresh, but I got a little crown. I don't know if y'all can see that. Okay, a little crown. And I actually just tried some uh Ciroc too. So yes. The crown make your lungs fresh. Now I gotta keep my lungs fresh as far as smoking. Oh, okay. 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 That's good. Shine, what do you have? I love that hat, man. Appreciate it. I actually don't have anything right now, but I do got my protein shake downstairs. Okay. You, you need you might so, hey, run and go get it. That's don't good. Don't, don't I do know. gotta I was gonna go run and get it, but I'm protein for my day. Yeah, yeah I need the protein shake real quick. All right. And with me, man, I'm drinking a bang. I don't know if y'all ever had it, but if I get a little wired up, man, I'm gonna drink it. But I still I'm gonna put it in my nice glass for y'all. And Is that an energy not, drink? That's an energy drink, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But with that being said, man, we go toast it up, man. And uh we're gonna start the toast early. We go toast it up and we go start this conversation all right. And we'll have a good time tonight, man. And we're gonna make sure this platform is something that uh a lot of men can look back and, and get a great uh perspective and learn a lot tonight so cheers to everybody that's here man cheers cheers all right um we can go around real quick just to tell you tell uh tell the audience who you are uh you can say what you do if you have a business or anything real quick um because we want to get right into the show we don't want to have a long drawn out uh bio um but definitely tell uh, the audience who you are we go start with uh kyler 
What's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm Kyla Hayes. I'm from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, I currently am a marketing coordinator, so I did just recently get a promotion uh, again uh, within the first six months at my job. So I am a marketing coordinator for a housing agency um, at the moment. Congrats, man. Congrats. I appreciate it. Love yeah. it. Holloway. What's going on, everybody? It's Corian checking in live from St. Louis, Missouri, even though I just uh, relocated to Houston, Texas. Welcome to Texas, man. We here. We love it. You know, you got family here. Corian is actually um, a big part of our family. He's some the big part of LB Johnson uh, Therapeutics family. Uh, PLLC. He actually created our logo and designed our, our logo for wine therapy as well. Dr. Marissa Johnson was off the wall, excited and happy to, to get those things. And uh, I'm glad that he's a brother of mine and, and for sure a brother of hers now. So we appreciate that. Let's go down to Dallas. Well, Malik's in Dallas, so I'm talking. To oh, him. I didn't know who you was. Who you was. <laughs> call, we'll tell that story later. But nobody call me that in a minute. Right. What's right. going on, y'all, man? Malik London uh, from St. Louis. Used to live in New Orleans. Now I'm in uh, Dallas. I'm a high school English teacher uh, by day and uh, a DJ by night. Uh, just happy to be here with my brothers. Good to see all y'all faces. For sure. Good seeing you, man. Now we can go back to the old Dallas. What up, y'all? My name is Marcel Scruggs. Um, I am uh, just got promoted to the vice president of sales for financial technology company. I am a husband to my beautiful wife, Crystal Scruggs. Um, once again, I'm excited about this opportunity to join my brothers. It's been a long time, so I'm excited about this time to speak with one another. For sure. For sure. Let's go all the way to Brown. What's up, man? Good evening. Uh, my name is Terrence L. Brown II. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, <laughs> I am the founder and CEO of the HBCU United Alumni Foundation, where we're fueling futures and unifying generations. And I currently work at Lincoln University of Missouri as a student engagement coordinator. Okay, so he's back home at Lincoln, man. I, I didn't know that, man. That's what's oh, yeah. up. That's what's up. Let's, uh, let's go down to the I love. There we go. Let's go down to let's go down to Georgia, man. Uh, to Bush. How everybody doing? My name is Terrence Bush. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I'm an investor, and uh, I'm just happy to see everybody. I'm 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 grateful to be here. Uh, it's been a long time, so I'm I'm, I'm grateful for this. Is this a great? It's a great thing. For sure, for sure, man. It's good to see you. All right. It looks like somebody's in San Francisco. We'll, we'll go to him. No, I'm actually in Georgia. In Georgia, but he got the Golden Gate Prince on his background. Go yeah, ahead, man. It is what it is. Um, but no, um, it's, uh, my name's Matt. Um, me and Steve have been rocking together for a while, so it's uh, cool to be on the show. Thank you, Dr. Mercer Johnson, for providing the platform. Um, if you go uh, on my Instagram, K-Y-D-F-O-B-I, you can kind of see some of the work that I'm doing, uh, working in uh, technology. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Let's go. Let's go to KC Mo. You still in KC, right? Yes, sir. Still in KC. Uh, living here currently uh, in management and sales. Um, 
from East St. Louis. And yeah, blessing to be on this um, call with you boys. Good, good, man. We go dive right in, man. Um, you know, we got a great topic for you guys. Really, it's, it's not even a topic. It's a simple check-in. Um, all of us, again, we've known each other for a little bit over 10 years. And sometimes as people, man, not even just men, but we always forget to check in. Um, specifically with men, we don't check in a whole lot because there, there's a, I guess, a stigma that you can say that, that, that men are tough. We don't need a whole lot. You know, we move on our own time pace, man. But I really want to check in with everybody real quick and go, go around the board, man. And, and I just want to check in and get you a little feedback on, on a scale of one of five, five being the highest and one being the lowest. Where are you mentally? Right. So we're going to talk a little bit on that scale. You know, let's just check in, you know, how do you rate yourself, you know, mentally and where you are? I think we've went around the room and kind of seen where everybody is career wise. Um, everybody looks happy and, and well, you know, but where are we mentally? You know, let's start with you, Marcel. You said 10 been the highest? Five. We can do one, one to 10. Let's do one to 10. Oh, no, let's do one. Uh, let's do 10. That's fine. I'm hey, repping uh, the Bay pretty hard out there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it just depends, man. I mean, I think what I think mom would be around a seven right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if you want me to elaborate, I think, you know, especially, you know, family is good, but I think just with the, the new promotion and and things of that nature, trying to balance family and work, um, that that aspect of it has become, you know, overwhelming in a sense. Uh, we're trying to balance, you know, managing people, dealing with work and being able to come at home and I'm still on the, on, the, on the computer a lot. So I'm not giving a lot of my attention to, to the house. And so that's affected my mental um, a, a little bit in a sense. So on one side, it looked like it's all like, you know, flowers and, and gravy. But on the other side, it's like, you know, a little overwhelmingness there in, in that sense. So I, I would say about a seven right now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's deep. Kyla, can you can you relate? I know you just started a new job. I mean, do you understand that? And, and also what, you know, what is your rating? Um, it's actually crazy because I was just gonna say, I can elaborate on that in terms of where I'm at mentally, I would say roughly around like a six or seven. Um, not only starting a new job, but being recently engaged this year too. Um, as now I start to, you know, process the whole wedding planning, you know, and then I know, if, you know, a couple brothers on here can relate. Um, in terms of like their women's fathers not being here, you know, of course they passed away. So then now I'm dealing with that emotional effect on my fiance, as well as trying to replace somebody or, you know, be that, that figure that he once was. So uh, mentally, you know, I, I stay positive, but I know I can be better and, you know, do a lot more than what I am now uh, just to relieve some of that, some of that pressure off me as well. That's tough, but I know you you just got engaged. I know Corian, you've been you've been married for a few months now. You know, has that taken a toll or anything mentally for you? I know the move is there. You know, where where do you think you are mentally right now as far as your check-in? And you know what? I always try to answer those questions as honestly as I possibly can. But um the truth of the matter is if you ever ask me that question, I'm always gonna give you whether it's on a scale of one to five or a scale of one to ten. You know, I'm always give you a five or a 10. Um, I'm always going to give you 10 out of 10 because I'm just happy to be here. You know, um, I don't have a lot to complain about, even on my bad days, because of the fact that I got a great support system. 
I got good brothers, you know, you can look around the Zoom. I get it, look around the Zoom. Never mind, forget it. I get um, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, man, I, I got a great support system. Uh, I am blessed financially. I'm, I'm, you know, glad to have a job. I'm glad to have stable income, man. I'm glad to be in good health. And I got a great wife, you know, uh, I've been, I, I guess I've been going back to all Kanye's relationship songs for like the past, like three weeks. I don't know why, don't ask me, but uh, I went back to uh, Bounds and Falling in Love, you know, today, and he was just talking about one good girl is worth a thousand of them. And, and, you know, that's, that's like where I am in life right now, because no matter how bad it is, man, I don't. And this is not disrespectful to anybody else or anybody in my life, but I don't need nobody. Um, besides my wife, I really feel like that right now. I feel like everybody else is an add-on. I feel like everybody else I have is is a bonus. It's a plus. I love everybody. Uh, I'm talking about even my parents. So y'all don't y'all don't take it to heart. But I don't feel like I need nobody but but my wife, my family, my household. And um, you know, I'm just I'm blessed. So I'm always gonna give you a ten out of ten. I'm gonna give you a five out of five because on my bad days, um, I'm still able to make it through to another day to have an opportunity at a good day. So. That's a great way to look at it, man. We go actually come back to that conversation a little bit, you know, in regards to having uh, your lady on your side and, and, and a great support system and, and that how that affects us as men. Uh, Malik, what about you, man? I know you you down in Dallas. Um, you actually made a move within this year to go to Dallas, correct? Um, uh, it's been two. It's going on two years now. Two, two and years. a half. So I moved down here three days before everything got shut down for COVID. So that had to be what, okay. That was, March. that was a year then, a year, yeah. Yeah, uh, my mental health is probably like a six or a seven. Uh, I'm still trying to battle this uh, work-life balance, you know, being a school teacher, especially during the pandemic and then post-pandemic when everything is starting to open, and ba uh, open back up. Um, we still juggling a lot of work, man. A lot of people don't realize teachers go through way more than just grading papers and lesson planning. And there's so much stuff that go behind the scenes. And then, you know, uh, from being a DJ in college to DJing in the, on the busiest street in New Orleans and then coming out here uh, three days before the pandemic hit. And that's something that I'm passionate about, just that and entertainment. I wasn't able to network like I, like I could or um, like I should have. And then now just getting everything back up and running. Uh, I would say my, my uh, I guess my level is, is getting back high now, like, as far as happiness, mental health, and uh, physical health too, as well. Uh, my physical health declined um, during that 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 time period. So, but I would say I would say uh, uh, I would say a seven. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm just happy to be alive, man. Happy that I have a job, a girl. You know what I'm saying? A household roof on my head, whatever. So yeah. Okay, Sean. What about you, man? I know you and KC. You a a manager. Um. Uh, I had to get, I, uh, actually, I didn't even get to say my name. First off, my name's Sean Cortez Johnson Jr. Did I skip, did I skip you? No, you didn't, but I didn't get to say my name. Oh, um, and I was like, dang. But uh, right now, I'll actually have to rate myself at about a nine. Um, with everything going on, um, I'm doing stuff that I love, modeling uh, within the management. I'm actually within the next year looking at a career change. Uh, getting some certifications, so I'm like super excited. Like I'm at an all-time high because uh, I feel like I have control over my my own personal life, uh, inside and out, and allowing people allowing people in. 
like I have had troubles with that before. So the more and more um, I have found that push to do so, the things I love, um, it just continues to build on to me on the scale. Um, and right now I just have to say I'm at about a, about a nine. I was have to say at the beginning of the year, went through a real bad relationship. Um, and I started, my, started seeing myself slip a lot. And um, I probably was at a four. So for, for that to be where I'm at now, I'm like super excited. And you said that was at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. Okay. You got the pandemic going on, you know, uh, work is changing. Um, like I said, I'm in sales. So, you know, you start seeing stuff decline like crazy. And it's like, yo, like, got to get control of this. Like, this is money I'm dealing with. So relationship, you know, finance, all that stuff taking a toll on you. And uh, I actually started reading a book recently uh, called How Successful People, How Successful People Think. And um, just to help me get mentally prepared for next year. As I, as I venture off into doing other things and outside of sales and management, um, taking on some other ventures. And that nine got you on a high, man, because you already talking about next year. Yeah. That's what's so, up. That's big. That's big. All right, Bush, what about you? Uh, I would honestly say I'm at about a, a six, only because uh, I'm at a place where I have to face my fears head on. I have to face my tra my traumas head on because I have a three year old son. I got a junior, you know. Uh, having a father that that's been on dope my whole life, it's it's a it's it's a really big deal for me to make sure most of my time goes into who he becomes as a man. It's uh, it's critical. I put a lot of pressure on myself, so. I would say a six only because if, if if I don't deal with my own pain, my own trauma, I can hinder him. So uh, I would I would say a about a six right now. Okay. All right. What about you, Bags? Um. Yeah. For me, my mental health is is kind of either I've always been a person that's it's kind of all or nothing. So it's like on or off um so right now it's on you know so i guess that would translate to to a 10. um every day i kind of have you know three goals um and that's to be um you know hit something do something professionally uh do something uh physically athletically um and then do something like you know towards my love life um and i think you know those three areas um are going good i'm optimistic about them um, so right now my mental health is on and, uh, you know, riding that good way. That's what I'm talking about. What about you, Brown? I'm going to go with a 9.5. Okay. Uh, and the reason I said 9.5, um, last year was very, I just want to say bad. It was very ups and downs and lefts and rights and head to head. And then one thing I, I'm not saying I went for at the beginning of the pandemic, life is great. I was like, sure. I'm living my life. I'm working. I'm in school. I'm doing all of this stuff. All the stuff that I thought that was I was meant to do in life. So everything started. Um, then the pandemic happened. Then lost my job. Boom. Lost my house. Boom. Lost this. Boom. Unemployment was gone for six months. Boom. 
moved to St. Louis, boom, left a relationship, boom, moved to St. Louis, lost my car. I was like, what the hell is happening? The hell is not a cuss word. And I'm like, all of these things are happening. And I remember one thing I said, I was like, if I lose my car, I'm gonna lose my mind. And God was like, that's how you feel? He was like, bet. He was like, car, gone, snatch. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, well, what I'm doing now, like, I can't lose my mind. Like, I know I have a destiny. I know I have a purpose. And it was like, all right. Then when I really focused on me leaving Baltimore, I realized I left a wilderness. I left a place of, when I say when it, it was the wilderness and God whooped me for all of the stuff I've done in my life up to that point, moving there, getting out of that situation and moving forward in life. It's like, yeah, I mean, I should be at the 10, but then sometimes working here at Lincoln and living in Jefferson City, uh, old turn sneak up. And he liked to hit people with his words and I had to realize like, that's not what I need to do. And so I'm definitely gonna say that plays a part of me saying not a 10, but a 9.5. Okay. And myself personally, I'd say about an eight. Um, a lot of that has to do with um, just position. One thing I always do, typically I do it on Facebook. I got it from, I believe I got it from um, a podcast. Everybody, I know everybody probably watching. I am um athlete and they do this a lot I we always did it personally but they did you know did it on a higher platform and they talked a little bit about checking in career-wise mental-wise you know and personal life and all those things are connected but the most one of the most important part is the mental aspect of it because we we don't we don't tend to rate those things to see where we are but we hear everybody's you know differences um I mean it's kind of open floor right now but you know, everybody's scale is kind of different, you know? So what, I mean, like, what do y'all think, like what what, what level do you have to be where it's like, okay, he, he needs to take some time and, and he needs some help or he needs a better support system. Cause I hear the sevens, I hear the, the sixes, I hear a couple nines and things like that. And none of us are, are, you know, well, a couple people said they felt like they were at tens or they at tens, but you know, how can we all get to tens? And, you know, where do you guys think is that, that level where it's like, you know, us as brothers need to come around this person and, and show that support and encourage this person because we don't do that enough already. But what what number or what level do y'all feel is like, like, man, that's that's a that's a tough le- level. And everybody's scale different. So what do you guys think? Go ahead, Corey. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a nine. You know, you uh if it's a nine and you know it's something that we can you know, support or tweak, you know, offer advice to, um, you know, to have our brothers performing at they at their best, like get them up to a 10. So he's saying like right out, anybody else feel like that? I mean, he's saying like right as soon as you are under a 10. I disagree personally. Um, yeah, I, do too. I disagree with that as well. What do you think? I don't think you can really put a number on it because uh, Matt said earlier, he's either on or off. So if you're on or off, in my opinion, you can't really put no number on it. I think it goes based off the threshold that that person has. So like whatever makes a situation overwhelming for you. So so for me, it it goes to like you can't just say, hey, what's your number? It's just you got to kind of ask me, hey, whenever something becomes so overwhelming for you to where you feel like you have more on you than you can bear. You know, as brothers, I would appreciate if you just reach out to me and let me know, you know, so I think. The answer to my question or to your question would just be whatever is overwhelming, whatever I feel like that I can't handle. And I just need to vent and talk to someone that whether that's a four or five, six. And I told you my number was about a seven or eight. 
right my now. Over, my, yeah, right now. But my overwhelming, it could still be at a nine. I can make it closer to a nine and something may still be so overwhelming for me. So I just think it goes by case by case scenario. Yeah, and I, I, agree. I, agree, I agree a little bit more with that because at a 10, you can have an overwhelming day. You know what I mean? I know, Corey, I want you to talk a little bit about it because I know you you expressed how you were excited or happy. You got a beautiful wife. I mean, I know moving itself brings stress. You know, talk a little bit about that, man. Like, what do you what do you feel on that? Yeah, no, um, I provided a 10 as my answer because of the fact that that's where I feel like I am. I made it to a point in life where I realized that throughout my bad days, I still have a lot of things that people don't. Um, that don't mean that I don't have hardships. That don't mean that um, sometimes I, I feel like I lost it. No, it just means that when things are going south, I, I have faith and I have trust in God that things are going to be, you know, um, redirected and turned back around because I've had those times in life and I've never really been ever down and out for a long period. Um, if I'm ever down and out, I can look to the left. I got my moms. I can look to the right. I got my wife. I can look straight forward. I, I'm looking at y'all, you know, um, life is hard. I have I have bad days. I had a bad day yesterday, seriously. But uh, I just know how to smile through the BS. And, and that smile provides like clarity for me that like I'm gonna be all right. Um, and that's why I give a 10 because I'm really happy to be here. I, I know I started off with that, but I got a lot of people, a lot of people that I grew up with, um, a lot of family members, friends that didn't make it to see this day and, and left prematurely. So um, I feel like I'm that vessel. They live through me now. You know, um, their legacy is carried on through me. I I, uh, I got a cousin that, you know, just passed away, but I always make sure. And I, I have an uncle that just passed away that's really close to me. I always make sure um, I'm providing reassurance to them that y'all dad loved you because he was married to their mom for 37 years, you know, and um, they never lived without their father. They never had a time in life where he was just, you know, absent. And now that he's gone, man, um, it, it's it's affecting their mother. It's impacting them on their day to day, you know, uh, uh, journey. But I'm always telling them like, "Yo, he loves y'all. Like y'all are a product of what he was." You know. So I just, I just have a different appreciation for life. Um, I think the last two years for me, I I would say three years actually. Um, the it it was almost like um, eye opening. Like throughout that 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 span of three years, man, uh, an epiphany hit me. It's like I was treating people bad. Uh, I wasn't doing right by people. If I borrowed money from a relative, or mainly like my mom and dad, those are the only people I ever borrowed money from. But you know, I wouldn't. If I told them I would give it back, I wouldn't pay it back. Um, I wasn't doing right by people that were in my corner. And I'm like, yo, you need to change something. And ever since then, man, I've just been seeing the light um i've i've dedicated myself to becoming a better person you know day to day so even when life is tough even when life even when life gets hard man you always know that um the next day gives you an opportunity to make it right and, and that's where i am with it so my mental health is is where it's at because i think i sought out therapy for one um i was losing it I was like I told y'all, man. I was I wasn't doing right by others, so I sought out therapy and I had to learn certain things about myself that I didn't know. Um, 
and, and the point I'm at in life right now is special because I don't know if I ever had this again. I have faith that I, I will maintain this, you know, until the day I'm putting the ground. But yeah, um, it, it's special for me. I feel like I'm just I'm at a space. Where I'm not beefing with nobody. I'm not upset at nobody. Yeah. You know, I'm not into it. You know, I'm just you're in a, I'm you're good. In a clear space. You're in a clear space. So, I mean, yeah. like anybody else want to touch on that real quick uh, about, you know, just is can you put a level on? I guess the the panic button, like where where would the panic button be on on a certain level? Anybody can speak on that real quick, and then I want to ask, I want to touch on something Corian said. Um, I don't have a per se level, but for me, and something I live by is that I definitely live life day by day because you never want to miss the opportunity to do your assignment to what what you never want to miss the opportunity to reach the person that's assigned to you. So no matter how hard your life is getting and you feel like it's stress and everything, you're about to reach a level that you're about to take yourself out of work, whatever your breaking point is, always think that there's someone else that needs you as much as you need them. So take that time day by day and realize what it I'm telling you, whatever it is, if it haven't taken you out, you are right. You can make it to the next day and the next day. And eventually you're going, it's going to get to the point like you're going to eventually reach out for help. Or someone, or guys, going to drop someone in your spirit and drop you in their spirit and come like, All right, I'm looking for you. I see you. You are my man. I'm about to reach out to you because you never know when they, when he put when he puts that person there. You see him once. You see him twice. Or she or whoever it is, reach out. Take that moment. That's that moment. It's like they they had a place they need to hear from you. They waiting on you to come for them. So take it day by day, no matter what you're going through, personally. So. I, I like that he said that I hear a lot of people with a lot of different hats. You know, I heard somebody trying to be there for their their uh, fiance who who lost their 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 father. I heard about a father who was trying to be better for his son who didn't have that. You know, or, or Terrence just spoke about being there for someone. Corian, you just spoke about being there for someone. That's a lot of hats and a lot of uh, responsibility that you guys have that men I think automatically puts on. You know, the naturalness of us is to protect and provide but not just for our own, but for everybody around us. We want to try to help everybody. Like, does that create pressure for you guys or does it create motivation? Because a lot of people take on a lot of responsibilities of others, especially men. I think it's a, I think it's a balance of both. A balance of pressure and, um, motivation. Well, I think more so pressure on my end. I mean, I mean, it's motivational too. You know, when you, every day I go to work, I'm motivated because of my wife, my family, my household, things of that nature. So I, I'm definitely motivated in that aspect. So that so that pressure motivates you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I get motivated just because of that pressure alone, you know. Uh, but then there's the pressure side of it as well, too. And I'm gonna go a little deeper for the pressure side. Like it could be so much pressure to where you feel like, all right, I gotta do this, I gotta do, I gotta do X, Y, and Z for the household because everything falls on my shoulder as the man of the house. But then sometimes you so focus on everything else to where you just forget to really focus on yourself as the man. And then that's where the overwhelming parts come in at. Yeah, that's why that's why God put those trials and tribulations in your life so you can meet and overcome all the obstacles that come in your path. And you know, sometimes it's hard, man. You might lose sight, you know what I'm saying, of, of the main goal and you, and you get all these all these things, I almost cussed, <laughs> all these things thrown at you and you don't know how to balance it. My problem was I didn't know how to balance everything. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm an outgoing person. I like to go out and have fun. My girl don't like to do all that stuff. I had to find a balance through that. You know what I'm saying? Some weekends I have to stay home. But she still understand, like, with my lifestyle, like me DJing again, I'm going to have to be out. You know what I'm saying? It's just trying to find a balance. But even when you at a 10, God going to throw you another curveball. So that's why, honestly, I feel like you ain't you ain't always going to be on the 10. I don't even think you can be at a 10 all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because God going to always throw in it. That's just my that's just my perspective on it, but no, that's real. Man, it's just, when he's throwing at you, you got to be able to face it head on. And sometimes I used to run away from, you know, what I'm saying facing what he's giving me, and uh, you know, just trying to uh, balance family and friendships. Like it was a point of time where when I moved, I wasn't talking to my mom and daddy every day. I wasn't talking to my friends every day. You know, what I'm saying I was just in my own little world, and you know, sometimes I, I had realized like I can't be doing it. You know what I mean? It's, it's people that, that can give me advice on certain things that I used to talk to on a daily basis. Mom, dad, friends, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, God going to throw you a curveball. So I feel like sometimes, even even when you at a 10, going to throw one right at you. What you going to do? Hey, but I, and I, I, I'm not trying to speak on, on behalf of Corey. I think more so for him, he was just like, for most people, well, like he was basically saying, like my life may be at a two, but my, but mentally it's always gonna be at a ten because I'm thinking positive about it. No matter if I'm at a two, three, four, five, my mentally I'm always be at a ten. Um, yeah, right. And like, you know, we I'm sorry to interrupt. We got the World Series going right now. You know, like I'm that's I'll use the baseball analogy just because you said curveball, and I'm secure enough in where I'm at in life to know that like when God throw me a curveball, He gave me the bat. <laughs> and he gave me the skills like that's just my mentality right now like seriously like that's that's how i feel about life and what it is man it's it's a beautiful thing and like i always like i don't know if you know every time i talk to one of y'all like I, i'm i'm positive like right now like most recently when you probably chatted with me i'm pro- i might have been tired as hell um but i i just got a positive outlook and i'm speaking positivity into the world just because it's enough of that going on. Like we can make a change by just having a smile on your face. Like I, I used to always get told by uh, my gym coach in, in high school that um, not my gym coach, but my football coach in high school, he, he, he used to always say it requires less muscle, um, less muscle action to, to uh, smile than it does to, to frown and scrunch your face up. And, you know, I'm, I, I take that and apply that to how I live and move on a day-to-day. I mean, God going to throw you a curveball. Like you said, Malik, um, God going to always throw you curveballs. That's, that's, that's life, man. And a part of being a man, um, I speak specifically to the men right now, a part of being a man is figuring this all out as you go because you don't know it all, man. It's, it's, it's so much I can speak on, but I, I'll, I'll give it back to you, Marcel. So, can I, hey, hey, one thing, Steve, can I say here. something? One thing and I'm done. Hey, I just I like I like when both of y'all said Malik and, and Corian, like when God does hand you a curveball, uh, regardless of your mental or whatever, many times as a man or even as a person, like he he throws you and it, it goes back to what you said, Corian, and I'm learning from you as you speak. When God throws you a situation, it's it's because he's he's wanting to see how you're gonna respond to the situation with your attitude. Um we know that you're gonna, you know, the the trajectory of that situation is gonna happen on its own. But how you respond? If he throws you a curveball, you lose your car. Boom, Lord, I'm still thankful that I'm still here. 
you lose your house. Lord, I'm still thankful that I'm still here. And then if you have that mentality, that 10 mentality, like I'm just thankful that my life is better than what it could have been, should have been, and what it ought to have been, then I think like that changes everything. God is like, all right, you're ready to be blessed because you could have looked at this situation far more worse than what it should have been. Instead, you looked at it in a better situation mentally. You are like, honestly, like that's the type, as we're talking about mental health, like my, my oldest brother is a mental health coach as well. So I get a lot of these conversations from him. And one thing I always do bring up is Corian. Um, not not to take away from anybody else, but but Corian has always been like a positive person. Like he's never, you know, try to bring anything down. He's always looking at the at the next step. So I want to commend you on that. Um, because he's actually one of the person one of the people who motivated me to start counseling. Um, because you know, one thing that we look at is as as you know, African American males is we overlook going to therapy, going to counseling and talking to other people about our feelings. Um, and then with Marcel, when you talk about like that, you know, that pressure and motivation portion, and I know Bush can probably feel me on this, um, with me having a three-year-old daughter, I have this certain image or a certain person that I try to be, you know? So there's that pressure of me being the best version of me. And then there's also that motivation on, I know she's right. gonna be taken care of because right. of who I am, you know? Right. So that's kind of where I go back and forth is I have that, you know, certain image or certain person that I'm really working towards and trying to be for not only my daughter, but for my fiance as well and for myself is because I focus on other people so much. I never took the time to focus on myself and what I really needed. Cause I was actually at a breaking point that many people don't know. You know, I was at a breaking point to where it, it was it was some negative thoughts, you know, in my head. And this was more so of being in college, being in my last year, facing two major, you know, major injuries um, that I still fought back from. But now I know that, you know, I have to speak up on it and and talk to somebody about that um in order to move forward and being who i'm trying to be so yeah i'll piggyback on that I say something? Oh, let's go with the first let's go with bush oh i was just gonna say uh i just want to piggyback on that <clears throat> because sometimes you can get so caught up in like i want to piggyback on what kyla kind of said you get caught up in knowing that you have people that look to you in a way that your whole makeup and how you move dictates everything that happens so uh you can kind of you you can get caught up in that and sometimes you don't take time for yourself sometimes you can you can be in a situation to where you can almost crash out you know and you have to like me right now um, and, I, and I try to push this on all like my little bros I, I talk to all the time. I meditate. You know, I use a simple uh, a simple app. It's called Simple uh, Simple Habit. Uh, and I, I I take five minutes here. I take ten minutes here. You know, I, I meditate because sometimes you can get so caught up in your mind. And uh, for anybody on here who has had like a, a detrimental situation that they've been in to where uh, they've they almost felt like they've lost their mind or they felt like they were so controlled and they were so out of it. Uh, that's a scary feeling. 
you get like Kyler said, you get you get certain thoughts. You know, I lost my best friend to the streets. You know, he got gunned down. You know what I'm saying? You get certain thoughts. Things happen fast. You know, they they happen in an instant, and nobody is prepared. So it is it is uh, very important to 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 have a positive mindset to uh, to to think forward. You know, to forward think. Uh, and to and to you know take small steps you know whether it's it's therapy or where, whether it's small you know meditation here or there or whether you go on a five minute walk I think that's that's very pivotal because sometimes you can snap out of reality and that's a that's a scary uh, for me I know personally that's a that's a scary that's a scary situation so. yeah so let's let's keep it moving real quick. Um, but I like that he said that to take the small steps and everybody kind of hit on a lot of things that we're going to talk about. Um, hopefully we're not. Can I interrupt for 30 seconds? Uh, not even 30 seconds. 10 seconds. Go. You better tell Dr. L.B. Johnson it's the best episode of Wine Therapy all season long. <laughs> hey, cheers to that, man. Cheers to that. We're going to have to go throw your, throw your cups up, man. We cheering to that, man. That, this is definitely one of the better episodes. I feel it. Um, oh. I want to say this quote real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. I am going to say meditation is probably one of the biggest things when I was at my forward. So we go talk about a little bit about that because I'm a, I'm because that, that's the gym. That's the gym. Baby steps. Yeah. I like that. Um, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. I love that quote. That quote is by MLK. I wanted to throw that out there just to keep that in your mind. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about therapy because there's a stigma, especially with black men. I say African-American men, like it's it's really bad with us. Um, growing up, myself personally, um, growing up, like I therapy and all that, like it was not even a question until I got with a therapist. My 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 girlfriend, she is a therapist. Obviously, this is her platform, wine therapy. And she's actually the first person to ever encourage me to go to therapy. And I actually been, I went to therapy, I started this year and it was one of the best decisions of my life because it's, it's well, I'm gonna talk a little bit about it a little later, but. Who, how, was that, how was that conversation though? Cause I know. So let's talk about that. I like you brought that up. I mean, it was a tough conversation because I, I like we were dealing with something and she can tell that it was hitting me a lot harder than you know it should have um and i don't know if we can say it should have because you really you can't really tell a person how to feel on something but she saw my reaction and she was like man you know i'm here you know you can talk to me she opened up her arms first and i to be honest with you like i like i i never i know I, I you never confine in your you confine in your woman but you don't, it's not a, it wasn't a weak thing to me, but to actually just depend on her for that piece was not me. And I think right. it should be, but it was not me. It was tough right? to be vulnerable. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable, but that part, like to actually come and say, yo, like this is breaking me down mentally. Because you know you go through personal struggles with your own lady in, in itself, so it was kind of hard to talk to her about work or you know where I where I felt I should be spiritually, where I felt I should be you know in my career, all those things. She encouraged me to go to the therapist, and 
uh, just a real quick portion of my visit, I walk in with, and you know me, when, I, when I'm nervous, I say a million funny jokes. I'm just gonna talk about funny stuff. I'm, I can't help but to do that, right? I come in, I'm joking, and therapist is laughing. She's dying laughing the whole time. And it went from me joking to me crying about all these things that I was going through. It was a ramble. She didn't even talk when I first went in there. And I went in there and I'm rambling about all these things I'm going through and I'm crying. I'm, I, I look up crying. I say, you're good. You're good. I'm telling her she's good. But again, I, it wasn't even a thought for me to go to therapy, you know, but I hear Corian, you said you went to therapy. Who else? I mean, just by a show of hands, like who else has been to therapy? So that's so that's the thing, man. Like, so my girl, she, I, I ain't mean to interrupt, but no, go ahead. Like, so my girl, uh, she's been going to therapy, and like I've seen a drastic change from when the time she wasn't to the time now she is, or whatever. She she goes, I don't know, like maybe twice a week or something like that. Yeah. And me, I've yet to like take that step to go to therapy. You know what I mean? And mm. I talked to Corian about this. And I'm like, I don't know if I can sit down and talk to somebody else about my demons. Why? Whatever I, I, all right, well, how can I put this? Be you real, know how, sure. you, know how, you know how sometimes, sure you know how sometimes, you know, you want to you wanna tell people, you want to tell whoever you're trying to confide into, but how you know, uh, I almost cussed, how you know that they, <laughs> got they stuff on they stuff straight you know what i'm saying so it's like why how how am i going to how am i going to sit down me personally how i'm going to sit down and talk to i don't even know this this man or woman facts and they probably going because i'm point blank my my dad he's a counselor i mean he ain't all goody two shoes my mom she was a counselor right. everybody ain't all goody two shoes so so Corian, I'm gonna let you respond, but Kyler, you've been to therapy as well. I want you to, after Corian responds to what he just said, I want you to give a a, a quick run through of how therapy looks, because I think black men, but, people that haven't been, I think we just really don't understand how it looks. I also want to say that I also want to say that there's there's different ways to to be therapized. So. For some people, it's you know speaking directly to a, a trained uh, therapist, but for other people, it's different ways, um, and maybe that's one of the reasons why you go to therapy to find out what's your way. Talk about it, because Sean that's actually nice, talked about meditation. That's a, yeah, that's I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and and I and I told my girl this. I said, look, man, I, I'm gonna take this step because I'm gonna have to, regardless. Like, you know, what I mean, I, you know what I mean. I want to be with her for the rest of my life. So, and this is something that she, it's like a non-negotiable for her. Um, but right now, you know, before I take this step, I'm trying to work on other things. And I feel like my therapy is going to the gym. When I wasn't in the gym this last, when I first got my new new school, that I, my new job that I was working at, I gained 15 pounds. I, my mental was, I said I was at a seven, I was really at like a three then, you know what I mean? And so that was my that was my therapy going to the gym. And now that I'm back going on a regular basis, I even told before November or October or whatever, I told uh, my group of friends in the group me, I'm like, yo, we gonna check in October. We all checking in October. We used to do this a long time ago, but you know, 
people go through, you know, things in their life. So they're not always in a group chat or, you know, talking or whatnot. But I felt like, you know, me coming back and being more vocal with my brothers and doing things that we like to do, that's going to help me get my level back up to a 10. You get what I'm saying? But me personally right now at this moment, I feel like I can't talk to another person that I don't know. But I know I'm going to have to face that. Like, that's an obstacle. I'm, I know I'm going to have to face that. Yeah, I didn't get that so, check in. I didn't get that check in, Malik. So I kind of feel offended I, I, right I, I, now. I, I, I'm sorry, bro. The original check in. I ain't, ain't get it either. Hey, Malik. Right. Hey. From I'm what you ain't been a therapy, Malik speaking facts, bro. I, I'm sorry. Can, can I go ahead and respond yeah, to this? Go ahead. And then I'm on behalf, on behalf of men who haven't so, been speaking facts. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. So two things I want to. I really and Malik, I appreciate you laying that out on the table because that's a lot of people's mentality. That's a lot of people's outlook on it, right? You're not going to therapy for the therapist. You're going to therapy for you. One, Free. Free. you know, so when you go to church, you're not going to church to receive the word because the past is perfect. You're not going to church to receive the, the word because the pastor ain't been through nothing because he don't got whatever he's got going on in his life. That word, goes from God through him to you. Yeah. I'm looking and I and so I'm looking at therapy through that same lens, right? It's not about my therapist because um the therapist I've been going to, she's a she's like 65, she's an older African American woman. Um so she can identify with a lot of what I go through in life. Um but I know she she's got whatever going on. That's life, you know what I'm saying? That too, um, that's one, and I'm gonna come back to it. Point number two is you said the gym is your therapy. And for somebody who is um, actively in a gym, the gym is therapeutic, not my therapy. So like, because when I'm in the gym, yes, it's, it's therapeutic in a sense like, you know, you get a lot of your energy, you exert that in the gym and you pushing out a lot of heavy weight or, or you wanna, you're running and you run it off all your energy. You're tiring yourself out. And, and that provides satisfaction because it's taking your mind away from what's going on. But we don't need to take our mind away from what we've been through. We need to address that head on. When I go to the gym, it takes my mind away from everything I've been through. But I go to the therapy, I go to therapy. I'm not unpacking that in the gym. I'm unpacking exactly. it. I'm letting it out. Yeah. And, and you learning things, bro. You learning things about yourself. You're learning things about what you've been through. And you saying, dang. This is what contributed to shaping me into who I am right now. I love that. So, like, hey, so those are. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I've got a question for you, real quick, because you mentioned the church. I've got a question for you, Corian, because you've been, because you mentioned the church and things. So, you know, for me, I've been heavily involved in church. Speak to my pastor all the time, and I'm asking because you know you got the background of going to therapist and going to a therapist, going uh, speaking to a therapist. So what's the difference between someone like me who's involved in church week after week, Sunday after Sunday, and even speaking to my pastor on occasion about, you know, my issues, X, Y, Z, versus going to a therapist? Like, what's the difference between those two you, uh, paradigms? Are you saying a difference between a therapist and a pastor? Yeah, or, or the difference between, like, me going to speak to my pastor. Yeah, the difference between going to speak to my pastor versus the difference between y'all going to speak to a therapist. Colleague, and I'm asking, if, I'm asking if you want me to answer it, yeah, anybody, 
I can so so I'll, I'll go based off like me recently. You know, I'm a I'm a person that I, I vent a little bit to like you know any of my brothers like, but it's a certain I feel like when it's somebody that knows you, you have kind of like this. You kind of have you feel like they're 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 gonna be biased to whatever you're saying. You know, I feel like when you're when you're stating stuff and venting to somebody that doesn't know you at all, you're gonna get the realest answers, you know, or the, the kind of like the, the realest advice, in my opinion, because I just I feel like that's been my toughest thing is I can't vent how I want to to the people that I know that's closest to me that love me the most because they're not gonna they're not gonna keep it as real as I want them to with me, you know? So when I when I decided to take that step going to therapy, the thing for me was I I'm not gonna lie, my first session I was super nervous. I was sweating, headaches, like I didn't know how to go about this because I've never talked to a complete stranger, like a, a complete stranger about any of my feelings or what I've been through. I've never told anybody my story. You know what I'm saying? And you know, even as y'all as my brothers, you don't know Everything. The full 100% me, you know, you don't know exactly what I've been through. So when I went to that therapy session, mind you, I'm not a person that shows emotion. I don't cry in front of people. When I say I broke down within like the first 10 minutes, just because it it wasn't what I told her. It was the fact that I had everything just lifted off of me. And I was just like, oh, my God, I've been holding that in for Lord knows wow. how long. And I didn't get wow. judged based off any of my decisions, bro. So that's where I feel like it's the difference between somebody wow. that you know that you're venting to and somebody that you don't know, because it's going to be that piece of judgment that that person that knows you is going to have on you, regardless. Real quick, real quick, uh, Marcel, and that's, and I, I, I want to touch base with him real quick, because that, I mean, for me, that's mentally Malik, that's where I was, you know, similar to what you said. And what Marcel asks is like, I don't need to go to a therapist. You know, I got a pastor or, you know, this person ain't perfect. You know, I, I was caught in between that. And, you know, I don't want everybody to think when you go to a therapist, you go cry because myself or, or Kyler cried. I don't know if Corey, I had that experience or not, but it's really the relief, the release of you know, what you're saying or what you're talking. But what helped me uh, get through it. What's up, little lady? Oh, you go. You let the lady in the uh, gentleman's lounge. Get out of here, <laughs> man. She forced it, man. Right, that is real, man. What helped me, Malik, and then uh, Marcel, you can speak, and then we go talk about something else real quick. But uh, what helped me is just I had to realize, like this person, even if they did judge you, they have no reason to judge you. And that's why I want to touch what Kyler said. Is like they have literally. I don't know this person. I don't have to see this person. I don't have to spend time with this person other than our sessions, you know, and I can really just release whatever. And I talk about any and everybody and paint a picture for this person. They'll never meet the people I'm talking about or never have to be in a situation where I'm going. Like, it's just one of those things where I had to, I was free. I felt more comfortable understanding that I've never seen my therapist outside of, you know, her office. And that made me feel a little bit more comfortable with discussing certain things. And, you know, for all I know, she goes home and talks about it, but I'll never see her again, you know, in regards to, you know, what, you know, what we talked about, you know, go ahead, Marcel. But again, I'm just, and again, I'm not trying to be controversial or challenging, but I do have to propose a challenging question 
on behalf of people who don't go to therapy like yeah. myself, Malik, but you know, you and Kyra specifically spoke on the word comfortability. Who are you comfortable comfortable with speaking? Who who won't judge you? So who's to say if I get on the phone and talk to you know any one of you brothers or my pastor at the church and I'm comfortable with being as open as possible and talking about all my issues and there's no bias, no judgmental mindset, and I can have those same emotions and cry and relinquish all these feelings. What's the difference between that and a licensed therapist? Like what makes a therapist a therapist? May I interject? So, so let me let me let me. So I I feel like uh, I feel like Steven should have said this because he's the one who's you know involved with a licensed therapist. Go ahead. Um, he's licensed. You know, the, oh, go ahead. That's what I said. A licensed therapist. No, no, no. I'm saying she's. That's the big difference for me is the license part. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you know, in, in their training, I mean, they actually go through case studies. And they actually have studied like your life situations and the different outcomes and how it's helpful or hurtful to you. Right. So when they're giving, you know, their response, it's not from, um, you know, from, from tech, right? Yeah. It's not from it's from research. Like research and thought. One hundred humans have went through this same thing, and this is how it affects them. And you'll see that it the trends flow the same. I actually had a situation I talked to Steve about Steven about recently. Yeah. And um, based off his past experience, my situation flowed the exact same. So it, so it like, but history would tell us, and, and, and they've studied the history. Yeah. Um, now your pastor has studied the word. So, you know, if you got a, something about the word, like that's a res respectful place to get an opinion right. on. But uh, Terrence, go ahead. Special um, experience, man. But I think there's a difference between. I would, can I say one more thing? Go ahead. So I definitely, um, as a non-therapy goer who is encouraging everybody to go to at least one therapy session, therapy session in 2022, is that sometimes it's about the person. You can unfold and unpack and release all of these things, but sometimes you need a person there who's trained to be able to coach you back to what you're going to going through, because you never know what's going to if when it gets to the point. It, your, your pastor job is to preach. It might be a little counsel and all that, but that's not his sole job. He did not go through years to get a dog to get a PhD to be a counselor or a therapist to for you to come and unload your entire life onto him. But that's anyone. So if you want to do that, I encourage everyone to go to therapy. And I and I understand that God would give that person the ability to deal with that situation in the moment. But you need someone that you can go through and really unpack all of those situations again and again and again. So you get to the point where you don't need it anymore. Right. Real quick, real quick. And, and I'm glad uh, Bag said it. And I'm glad Terrence said it a little bit. There's a big difference. And I, I don't want, you know, I don't want anybody to walk away, you know, not understanding the difference. So to be clear, there is a difference. And the biggest part of it is the studies, the license part, you know, like you have specific therapists that specialize in specific situations. You have suicidal therapists, you have uh, teens uh, therapists, you have, you know, I, I might be using the incorrect uh, words and I hate it. And, and I'm gonna have uh, my, my therapist, my lady, uh, Dr. Marissa Johnson, give us even more uh, but you have specifics that specialize in specific situations. So you don't just go to any therapist a lot of this, a lot of the times. And it's okay to rely on pastors, but there's a stigma of not going to therapy, keeping it in the family, or going 
to your pastor about the situation who is not trained in that area, but he's going on 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 spirituality, which is good, right? But he's he's he hasn't the the full not all pastors have the full capacity of, of what therapists would have. They want you like it's it's important to go to somebody who actually specializes in what you're thinking. You have specially uh uh therapists for for suicide thoughts, you know, for for uh, 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 adolescents, you know, homelessness, all those things that a lot of people may deal with, you can go to a therapist and speak to specifically. With a pastor, he has a full variety of, he's talking to you based off his experience. And I can speak on that personally because I'm, you know, uh, a minister. Um, but a lot of my conversations with people that want to talk and want some spiritual guidance, it has to do with my experience and what I've learned based on the word of God and what uh, I've learned from my bishop. Um, go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I was just going to say, man, I had one encounter, and I just, I ain't really, I wasn't feeling it. But What, um, a therapist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but growing up as a Muslim, and um, and we we we, we study Dianetics, and that's basically getting clear through the Church, church of Scientology. I was basically telling my girl, like, I would probably rather do that than actually go to just a regular therapist because of the science that I've read, uh, that I've read and uh, through the Church of Scientology and how I know other people who has gone through it and has been cleared. Um, and they don't, they don't have that pain that they have held on to. I was just telling my girl that I probably would rather do that. But the thing about that is it costs money. So <laughs> that's the thing, it's, it's, it's way more expensive to get cleared from, through the Church of Scientology than to going um through a regular council but yeah i had one encounter and I, I just wasn't feeling it i don't know if i just went in on like a negative mindset like man this motherfucker. i mean this person can't tell me excuse me this person can't tell me but um yeah to keep it running you know because we don't want to over talk or or continue you know we i think this is a good point um uh we're gonna we're gonna try to slow it down a little bit the conversation with with this point here um and we definitely gonna have a part two um because I, I i mean i hope you guys enjoyed it so far but you know just question for you guys that the the non-therapy goers the therapy goers um you know how can we break that stigma me personally i feel like that you know it's important to go i think it's important to talk to speak even if you don't go to a therapist if you are comfortable marcel to talk about to talk to your pastor or talk to somebody, your brothers, whoever, and you feel like that's therapeutic enough for you not to go to therapy, that's 100% fine. As long as we can keep you mentally at a high level where you're safe. Um, we're gonna let Bush uh, start us off. And then we'll go uh, to- I, Sorry. Oh, wait, no, oh, go okay. ahead. No, Bush, okay. you first. Okay, cool. Uh, I just wanna say something. Uh, coming up where it was a church on every corner. Yeah. Uh, and and you got these kids they getting killed around the block you got friends getting killed around the block you got people you know what i'm saying moving around and they can't bottle emotions you got uh rapists running around around the corner and everybody laughing about it you got people you know coming from some of the environments that some of us come from we grow up quick people grow up really fast so thought of going to 
to to therapy or, or, or being able to release is a I, I feel like it's detrimental. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's not to discredit a, a pastor. It's not to discredit a minister. But I feel like it's a, it's already a lot of weight that a pastor carries. You know, it's a, it's a lot of weight that a minister carries. There has to be something broken. It, there are there are critical things that have to be broken down into sections. So I feel like you come up in these environments and, and uh, around people that 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 grow up so fast in our community. We don't speak on therapy at all. T toughen up. I was about to curse. Uh, toughen up. Tighten up. You know what I'm saying? Be strong all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know. Especially you, as you, men. Especially as men. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, like tighten up. Like, you know, be tough. Yeah. Like. And to piggyback off what he's saying, like, yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. It's like, you know, we, we talk about mental health now and, you know, we 30 or close to 30. Yeah. And, like, we can, like, have this discussion, you know what I'm saying, like, in this, like, fantasy world. But it's. It's literally people out there who, um, who, 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 it's, it's not even a concept. You know what I'm saying? Like they still in survival mode. Like when we grew right. up, we was in survival right. mode. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it, it wasn't no, oh, go have a, a nice talk with this person. It was like you you had to put up your dukes. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was survival. So, um, so I, so I think that's an interesting point that you know a lot of us come in from a point of of war. And and you know now, you know we got PTSD or, or whatever it is, and I don't even know what to say after that. So and I, so, right. I get it. Bro. That's my point. You say something, bro. Let Sean Sean had Sean was trying to speak earlier. Go That's ahead. My point. Then we go go to uh, Kyler and then Marcel. You can speak, and we go have to wrap it up a little bit. But go ahead, Sean. Yeah, so I was uh, I was just speaking on the part that had been mentioned earlier was in in regards to meditation. Um, that was one of the ways that I, one way that I was introduced to try to help um, me grow in these situations that we're talking about um, in regards to, you know, just the scale of how do you get yourself to attend. Um, but therapy has also come up as well. But I, I've shared something with uh, with all you brothers. We had, a you know, the group FaceTime and everything like that. That was in regards to steps that I was taking personally to help. Uh, outside of therapy to help myself get to attend, right? So uh, with therapy or without therapy, I'm I'm actually interested in still going to therapy just to get other things off. But um, it's just the way that, how do you go about it? And when do you know that you're ready for therapy, right? So being, having discussions like this with brothers that have had very, a lot of success stories in regards to therapy, uh, I think will only help others be, better prepared uh, mentally when they go into a space uh, to talk to someone about those traumatic situations or whatever it may be. So to hear y'all stories today, it's like, yo, like I said, you know, that was one of my 20, my 2020 goals uh, is to go to therapy. So I'm like, I'm like itching now to see like, yo, what haven't I actually scratched yet right. or unfolded yet? You know, so I think uh, this is definitely a step having this awareness um, to get other people out there like yo it's, it's okay to unbottle those feelings it's okay to not try to you know wear 
you know, your feelings on your shoulders, like you can let that out. You know, it's this society now in this generation, things are a lot different compared to what it thinks used to be. So just being more knowledgeable on what it is and what you can do to help prepare yourself and your mental thought. The suicide is probably one of the highest, is one of the highest rates uh, right now. Yeah. Especially with everyone going through how, you know, going through a pandemic and losing their job and people close to them. Like this is probably one of the most important time they actually seek out for help because uh, things are changing. Go ahead, Kyler. Yeah. So one thing that I've been wanting to say, and Sean, you kind of already talked about it, but when Steve, when you asked basically how or what ways can we, you know, break that stigma, we're already doing it right now. Yeah. By us, by other, you know, not even just, you know, just males in general, as we're talking about each and every experience of the people that's going to therapy, if you look at it, it's enlightening everybody to want and do that. You know what I mean? So it's like the more that this type of conversation and topics are talked about is the more it's going to affect the next person. Like, okay, like this brother just did that. I got a similar story to what he's been through let me do it you know so it's we're already breaking the stigma by you know nine of us on here right now talking about whether we went to therapy whether we haven't went to therapy but what stories and what you know things have we went through that may be similar to other people and i feel like that's huge because this doesn't get talked about enough you know we we're looked at as as males have to be these strong you know non-emotional individuals and we're we're taught at growing up to not show our emotions is not cry. And that's how I grew up. But, you know, we're breaking the stigma right now by, by, you know, having these conversations and showcasing this to other people. Yeah. Cause we're all coming from different areas. I am make you better. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that, man. That that's big. And, you know, I do want to point out, man, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Marissa Johnson, man, she is extremely passionate about mental health. Um, you know, some of you might not know the full story, but she had, you know, she lost a couple family members to mental health, you know, and, and it's, it's a battle, you know, in its own, in itself, you know, but it's important that we do break the stigma, have these conversations. This may not be therapy, but this is therapeutic, you know, for us to all have these conversations and sit down and actually talk. Um, before Can I say we something real quick. One second oh. before we end, okay. um, and we can start with two turns. Before we end, we just go have final thoughts, um, just for everybody to kind of vocalize. Just a few words um, uh, to encourage uh, other brothers, whether it be African American men or men, just in general, to be encouraged to go to therapy, or you know, just starting. Um, um, if someone's just started therapy or is thinking about therapy, like Malik. Um, you know, I want to hear just final thoughts real quick around the room, not too too long, but just uh, talk about, you know, what, what can we say to encourage the next brother to, to be uh, encouraged to go to therapy or to, to take that first step? And Sean, when you get to yours, can you talk about your, your steps that you took? For sure. We'll go talk about those baby steps. Um, we're going to start with Bush. Uh, I just want to say real quick. At the height of my life, and I and I hope this helps like the younger generation. Uh, I talk to my little brothers about this all the time. I at the height of my life, and I ain't never even shared this public, but at the height of my life, uh, my dad called me. I was 22 years old. I finally opened the gate for him to communicate with me because I was so hardened up. 
And when I did, he he called me as if I was his plug. I crashed out. I was found laying in an IHOP. I was at the height of my life, you know, grades, you know, whatever, you know, uh, everything. I was at the peak of my life. I was found laying in an IHOP because I couldn't control my emotions. I was drunk. I was passed out. So to this this younger generation, you know, you know, it, it's okay to 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 release cry. You know, it's it's okay to to speak up. It's okay to to not feel like you are weak. You know, uh, you don't have to listen to the people around you. A lot of people want to see you fall. You know, you could be at the peak, and, and life will break you and will try to break you. And uh, it's important to find deep within yourself. You know, I, I woke up, it was ambulance and cops all around. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm wondering how I got there. I got so drunk, I, I thought about suicide because, and that's a scary process that you go through. Like it's it's not something that, you know, is uh, it, it it's something that's hard to explain. So I want to encourage people that, that do watch this, know that you are stronger than the things that try to break you because you are, you know, um, and things will come up, but you, you got to dig deep within yourself and, and, uh, you will, you, you can, you can fight through that. There we go. You know, I love that, bro. Kyle, go ahead. Oh no! It's, uh, I was just, I was just saying I, I love that everything that yeah that that Bush said. Um, I mean, really, it just comes down to, um, you know, not not don't have so much pride in in trying to hold everything in. Um, it's it's okay to express yourself. Um, it's okay to talk to somebody about it. Um, because you don't want to result into, you know, what what Bush said. He he had those those deep and dark thoughts of, um, because not many know. I had those same thoughts before, you know, at a point in my life. So don't be afraid to just express yourself and be who you are and who you want to become in the future. Um, that's my biggest piece of advice. There we go. Marcel. Yeah, just to um reiterate what everyone was saying. Well, first and foremost, let me let me say this. You know, my thoughts and my comments on, you know, the difference between pastor and, and a therapist was I just wanted to, you know, put a question out there because I know there's a lot of people who not necessarily speak to their pastors, but they may speak to their wives or their moms or their spouse or their family members or whatever the case is. So I just thought it was important for us to really differentiate and identify, identify basically the differences between a therapist and a licensed therapist and someone else outside of that realm. So that's first thing first. Secondly, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I mean, I, I'm an advocate now. Well, I've been an advocate. I think, you know, Corian, he's definitely influenced me on that behalf. Um, then seeing Kyler go, um, I've been talking to Steve-O and his girlfriend. So those have definitely been influenced upon my life to, you know, start seeking therapy, therapy as well. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm really heavy faith, like faith-based, you know, so one of my favorite scriptures is seek ye first the kingdom of God. Um, my second one is trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on unto your understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And I know there's a there, there's a real difference. We talk about mental health, you know, between the Christian base and then also just going to therapy as well. But, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, 
Uh, I try to just keep my mind focused on the blessings that God's given me. Going back to what Corian said at the very, very beginning, you know, just focus on the positives and focus on God himself and what all he brought me. And then lastly, the pride situation kind of spoke about pride. I that think it's pride, that pride is a is a sap sucker, man. That pride, pride, pride is, is is basically you're on your path for destruction. Um, and so I think as black men, once we relinquish that that um, the characteristics or the traits of having pride, I think that's when we're taking the right steps. I know for me, you know, being I'm 28 years old, I just got I got married two years ago. And one of the biggest things was like everything has to be on my shoulders. I have to basically be the foundation of this household. Um, and then I think my wife, she set me down and just made me realize like, hey, we are a team. So when you can talk to me and allow me to help you out where you need areas to be helped out, that's when I realized, okay, I can relinquish this pride aspect and I can seek out help. And it may not be in the form of a therapist, but I can seek out help to my wife. I can seek out help to my father who's been married for 20 years, who have successes and failures within his marriage. And so once I think as black men, once we relinquish that pride issue, um, I think that's when we're taking gradual steps up or towards that that mountain of success. Good, 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 good. Brown. Oh, <clears throat> so I'm gonna try to hit make this really quick. Uh, it's three things I definitely want to speak on. Uh, the temptation of suicide to try to take yourself out in a time of turmoil when you feel like your life is literally there's nowhere to go. I feel like that's the time when it creeps in. That's when it crept in for me. And I realized like it wasn't that deep. Like what happened to me was not that deep in order for me to take myself out. Cause I knew at the end of the day, I had a destiny. I had purpose. I had a journey. I had a life to live. I know I had people to impact. I know I had, I, there's things that it was assigned directly to me and only me that I had to do. So if I took myself out, there was no point, like nothing would be fulfilled in order to my life and purpose. And I realized like my life is servitude. So moving on to this, uh, the second thing why I'm so uh, gung-ho or has been such a strong advocate for counseling, uh, therapy, counseling, uh, anything is I'm in 2022, I plan on going to become a certified life coach. And for me, I want to make sure I have my stuff together before I go out into the field and actually be like, all right, this is what I'm doing with my life. I want to be able to look inward and be like, all right, I have checked all of my demons, everything that I feel that was hindering me. So now I can I can freely help you and not help you because I know I, I still want to deal with that piece of me that I haven't dealt with. And then thirdly, I want to say that therapy is expensive. There's a stigma that is very, I mean, therapy is not expensive. It's a stigma that it costs so much and it's only white people go to therapy Oh, as a thing, we all need to go to therapy. We don't realize like a lot of stuff that we are dealing with or have dealt with or will deal with or dealing with when you get into relationships and your professional career moving forward or uh, things from your childhood, which stem from slavery. If we realize like if all of those things, when you think about, if you go back from all the generations, nine, yes. times, out of nine times out of 10, the things that you're dealing with, in your life as a child is what was taught. It was generation after generation after generation. So in that moment, like we got to realize like that's what we're dealing with and working in Baltimore and seeing, th seeing the kids and seeing parents who are really affected by that, by the government stepping in and places they had no business. Yeah, I'm really strong about making sure that we sow into students, kids, adults. I called Marcel the other day. I was like, we got to bring men legacy back on a national level. It's time to actually go forth and retire everybody from their jobs because I know it's not what I want to do and my I don't know what I don't what I like but I feel like it's a time to retire everybody from their jobs and really do full, full focus what God called us to do seven to eight years back 
So that's my two cents. Go to therapy, guys. Facts. Yeah, I feel I feel exactly um, what Terrence was saying, um, and some of what uh, Marcel was saying. Um, it's you know for for a lot of people um, when you think about mental health, like you know one of the first things is is you know do you know who you are, right? Do you know what you've come from, right? So if you don't understand that legacy of who you are, like you don't, how do you know where you can go? Um, so I think, um, you know, educating yourself on, on that piece is very big. And then I'll also say, uh, speaking um, on the pride thing is, um, you know, two minds are better than one, right? So wherever you're trying to go, there's there's somewhere, there's someone that's been there before. So, you know, seek out that expert expert, and don't be afraid to, to ask for help. You know, um, I had to, 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 to learn that like, um, like uh, I think three, four years ago, I moved out to San Francisco um, trying to change the world. And, you know, I was so determined, like I was willing to do that by myself. Um, and then what I realized was like, it don't matter how many disciplines I studied at the end of the day, you know, I, I need a team. So uh, you had to, let, you know, let it go of that selfish pride and, you know, work with others. I think that's the biggest thing. Like as men, like we have to be willing to one, do work, but then also do work with one another. And then we realize, you know, Steve-O don't have to have the, the biggest legacy, you know, in a room. Like if we all put our legacies together, then at the end of the day, what do we do? We made a legacy. So, um, so I think, yeah, letting go of that pride, still having pride in, in, in what you do and how you carry yourself, but letting go in that pride of, of thinking that, you know, you need to do everything yourself. You need to take care of your household yourself. You need to do this. Like you have people who have that same mission or who believe in it just as much as you. And it matters to them just as much as it matters to you that that, that is successful. So um, you're actually doing them a disservice if you don't let them help. So that's my little two cents. Corian. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Um, I'll close out with two things and I'll be try I'll try to be as brief as I possibly can. Um, <clears throat> to anybody who has ever come across suicidal thoughts and anybody who might be having those and experiencing them right now, um, I just I'm here to tell you, man, as a brother, I love you. And that's just the devil. Um, that's nothing but the devil, man, trying to get you to give up, you know? And um, when you ever feel like giving up, just always consider one thing. How does that affect the people that love and believe in you? Um, that's one. And, and two, uh, your journey is your journey. Um, my dad is almost 60 years old and he found out, you know, I sought out therapy and, and uh, I told him to start off. I'm like, I'm seeking therapy and he didn't believe me, um, but he kind of joked about it. And he found out I was actually actively in sessions and he's like, what's wrong? What's going on? Did your job put you up to this? Did right. something happen at work? And, um, you know, I had to have one of those uncomfortable conversations with my father, but not only my father, he's old school, you know? And uh, my mother, who is close to the same age, I had that conversation with her. And that conversation with my mother carried on a little bit further. And I said, how about you try a group session with me? And my mother ended up going to five consecutive group sessions with me 
learning things about the relationship between her and I that we didn't even really ever discuss between, you know what I'm saying, since the time I was a child. And um, you, ne- you never know how effective that can be to others. So your journey is your journey. Um, like I said, you know, earlier on in this call, man, a part of being a man is figuring this thing out as you go. And um, nobody's got it all figured out. Um, but man, I, I hope everybody's good. I pray for everybody's mental health, safety. And also, um, I also, I always pray financial gain amongst my brothers. So man, God bless. Peace to everybody. I receive it. London. Man, uh, it's a lot of power through this call, man. And, uh, I really appreciate it. Um, just being on a call with you guys talking about a topic so so strong and and real. Um, I just know, you know, you guys are inspiring me to, you know, seek seek it ASAP, even though I have to face it <laughs> very soon. Um, and just to piggyback on uh Bags and uh Terrence, man, a lot of this is stemmed from, you know, our history as black people. You know, we grew up as kings and queens and and then went went into bondage of slavery. And, it, and it's generation after generation. It's a generational curse. And if you don't know about your history and what you went through, what your ancestors went through, you would never know. A lot of this stuff stems from that. You know what I'm saying? So knowing your history is, is a big part of it. But pivotal. I, 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 yeah, it's very pivotal that you know. Very your pivotal. They try to hide your history from you. And that's why they always say, and I used to always tell y'all in Lincoln, if you want to hide something from a black man, you put it in what? You put in it in book. the book. And so I encourage all y'all, whether if you don't like reading, get an audio book or read, you know what I'm saying? Podcast. It's a lot of information out there. You know what I'm saying? We I know we we get into this, you know, partying all the time, listening to all these lyrics that's that's downgrading, degrading our women, you know what I'm saying, promoting drugs. That's another thing. Um also, man, it, and, and I'm speaking uh, uh, for myself too. Um, we got to get back into the spirituality of, you know, seeking out God. Um, me, I come from a, 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 a God-fearing household, and I saw myself declining when I when I went to school. When I went when I went to Lincoln, saw myself declining. I was going through ups and downs, you know, trying to find get back into my spirituality, and I'm still doing that. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's taking time for me to get back a hundred percent, and you know, I'm making excuses, but I have to, I have to do what I got to do to make it happen. But um, I'm gonna keep it short, man. I appreciate you know this call with you guys, man. This uh, excuse me, uh, this is uh, this is really you know inspiring, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to actually uh, sitting down with somebody and talking to them and, and releasing all this this. The, the stuff that I have built inside of me. So, I, I, I had a bet that that would be Malik that did that. But go ahead, oh. Sean, if you can wrap up real real quick, briefly, a couple. Yeah, mine's real brief. Um, Matt Matthew Bags, you asked me, um, how did I start taking those steps? Um, I'm gonna keep it like this: you you only get one life, but you wake up every day to a new one. You got a shot each and every time. You just have to stay on that motivation to make sure that you are there. And how do you get there? You know, but just know you you wake up each day. 
and you have you have shot at it again and a shot at it again and a shot at it again and hey i just knew that for me personally i wanted to make sure i i lived my best life in regards to how i got there and that's how i did it good good man i i appreciate you guys again uh for jumping on this call we went way over time this is even longer than the ladies episode i'm sure uh hopefully she don't kill me but the authenticity was there the realness was there i really want to put it up you know the full the full length video hopefully i can i'll figure that out because it, it's definitely some jewels that was dropped there was nothing that that i want to take out you know and, and it's it's i really appreciate you guys um we appreciate uh dr marissa uh johnson and lb johnson uh therapeutics plc man we really appreciate you for giving us this platform and allowing us to take over wine therapy just for this evening uh in the gentleman's lounge um it was definitely worth it definitely you know we definitely want to pass this on to uh, all the men in our lives um you know that we know our followers our friends you know we want to like and share make sure everyone subscribe to LB Johnson Therapeutics PLLC on YouTube. Make sure you follow uh, Dr. Uh, Marissa Johnson on Instagram and Dr. Uh, Marissa Johnson on Facebook as well. Just making sure that you guys are, are um, um, staying on top of it. She gives tips and daily words of motivation daily, every day. And, um, you know, it's words of affirmation are really important for men and just words in general, you know, to encourage us. Uh, what I would like to end with is uh, a definition of a man is undefined, but a man is consistent in finding ways to be better. I am a man, therefore I am king. That's one of the quotes that I came up with uh, during my uh, tenure as Mr. Lincoln, and it, it really spoke to the definition of a man, which is undefined. You know, I think a lot of men, if you, if you heard some of the conversations, some of the pressures we face are added, you know, some of the things that we we put on ourselves, we put the responsibility on ourselves, whether it's as a father, a friend, or uh, a minister, a, a brother, whatever it is, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, some of us use it as motivation. Um, but one thing I had to learn um, was to chase progression, not perfection. And that's the most difficult part about being a man is, is you know, we look to prevent things, we look to change things, but the wow. most important thing is to make sure we are Focus on the progression, you know, the definition of a man is undefined, you know, uh, but he's consistent in finding ways to be better. So every day I'm finding another way to be better. You know, I am a man, therefore I am king. It's, that's the biggest thing is finding a way to be better than I was yesterday. And that's what helped me figure out, you know, what I needed to do in order to move forward and progress in my life, mentally, spiritually, and physically um whether it's in my career whether it was in my personal life whatever it was i needed to know that i couldn't be perfect at everything but i can chase progression every day i can be better so we want to end with those encouraging words and make sure you guys subscribe to lb johnson therapeutics we really appreciate this time um i i, I absolutely love my time with my brothers and terrence is right man mental legacy is definitely one of those things for the world we always knew that um, and whenever you guys are ready to talk about that and be serious about it, we go do it. You know, I think we just all on different times. Um, but I'm ready. You can all sit down and really figure that out. Um, it's a need, it's an essential need at this moment in the world. Hey, pardon me, sorry to interrupt, but looking at these young men, and I said this to Marcel too, that um, 
People say there's no good man left in the world. There's no one taking the time to help them to develop, develop these teenagers, uh, young adults into great men. So right. if we take the time and to soul and to help them develop like people did for us, paying it forward, there will be good men in the world to come. Right. And, and they're here, that doesn't need help. Right, and if you think about it, you know, that's how this initiative was started, you know, was, was because it was a need, you know, and, and we could continue that need. But again, I appreciate everybody jumping on um we appreciate this time again put your glasses up man we go cheers and toast to the end man we appreciate you guys stay encouraged stay motivated i know it's always love man and we appreciate again wine therapy man thank you <laughs>